Well, good morning. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Matt. It's good to see you all. Um, so we need to take a little bit of a break from Seeking Shalom uh, this week because I have some really pretty big news that will probably come as a shock uh, to many of you. So there's no real easy way for me to say this, so I'm just going to say it. I am going to be resigning from my role as pastor at the end of the year. Over the course of this year, it's become increasingly clear to me that I am being led to step into something different, that I need to be transitioning away from a pastoral role in this season of my life. And so again, effectively, that means I'll be resigning from Commonway at the end of the year. And of course, I realize that's a lot. That's a lot to get your heart and your mind around in this moment. I know that brings up a whole range of emotions for each one of us, and I'll speak to that in a few minutes. You know, I, I sort of have the advantage of knowing before anyone else that this was coming, <laughs> because you're not me. So um, let me just take a deep breath and uh, back up and share a little context for how I got here. You know, if you've been around here for a while, um, you know that the past few years have been, for me, without a doubt, the most difficult few years of my life. And I've tried to be open about that stuff kind of along the way and share with you all. And to be clear, I'm not asking for pity or people to feel sorry for me. The truth is, we all go through hard things, of course. And I have found that it does me absolutely no good whatsoever to compare, like, well, my thing isn't as bad as so-and-so or, or whatever. Not helpful. No, life includes suffering, the valleys. None of us are exempt. In fact, many of you here know from firsthand experience, even recently, exactly what I'm talking about. And I want to say this, that for me, through it all, you all have been simply incredible to me. Your love, your care, your, your prayers, your support, uh, your grace, I mean, that has marked me forever. In the past few years, I can actually think of several of you who, you have actually been a way better pastor to me than I've been to you. 1 John 4.12 says that no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. And I just want to say that you've done that for me. You have made God visible in times and seasons where I've sometimes wondered where he was. And so I'll never be able to express my gratitude for how you as a church have walked with me, with my family uh, on this path. And so thank you. Commonway is a really, really special place. And I recognize I have a role to play in that, but so do you all. But as I said, this has been a, a difficult year and a half, two years. In some ways, 
much longer with my health journey leading up to figuring out what in the world is wrong with my body. Um, of course, I went through my divorce last summer, 2021, and you can imagine um, that was really rough for all of us, really. I think in a lot of ways, I'm still trying to put that into words. And then this past March uh, with my ALS diagnosis. Um, getting a terminal diagnosis, and I think this is something I would have, before that, understood in my head intellectually, but then actually getting hit with it, yeah, that'll prompt some serious reflection. For most people, I'm guessing that kind of news would lead to some serious soul-searching, wrestling with God. Um, I know it, at least it has for me. I am much more in touch with my mortality than I probably would be otherwise. And more than anything else, it has me thinking about my priorities, especially my kids. And way too early to start doing that. Uh, and thinking about them and what they've been through and are going through and, and what's best for them. Of course, you know, the, the very nature of my diagnosis kind of started us, and meaning me, the staff, our elder board, down the path of, of really having some difficult conversations that we, we, we would not have had otherwise. I mean, I, I was never going to be here forever because none of us are. But for sure, with, with my diagnosis, um, began asking questions, and you kind of see the, the tenure of my timeline here, the horizon moved forward a little bit. Thankfully, again, my, my ALS is progressing slowly. Um, so I don't know if I have five years, if I have 10 years, more, less. Only God knows, and I'm at peace with that. I guess what I'm trying to say is that one of those challenges, be it a divorce or a diagnosis, like you can see how one of those circumstances is kind of tough, tough for anybody. And I have simply found that the convergence, the piling up of those things, a lot happening in a short amount of time, again, it, I think it's hard for me to even get my mind around still. And so I and others, we, we pretty quickly realized that we were moving into some uncharted territory. And I honestly had no idea what was going to happen. I could see this going a couple of different ways. I just didn't know which. And then if I could add a layer or some context, um, there's the nature and the reality of being in vocational pastoral ministry during all of this. Of course, everyone's job is demanding and stressful at times. I know that. But there are, I think, some unique aspects to this, to what I do in pastoral ministry. There's obviously a level of spiritual leadership involved, you know, caring for people's souls and shepherding a congregation. This requires a certain amount of, of soul vulnerability of kind of 
living life in front of everyone. This, by the way, would be case in point. Uh, another example of, of many. And again, that just comes with the territory. Being a pastor is, is, in a lot of ways, it's a 24-7 job, isn't it? Because the work is really never done because we're talking about people's souls and you're talking about spiritual growth. And so to be able to do this on a regular basis, and I'm not at all complaining, I've actually told people that whatever the downside of having to kind of go through this stuff publicly and whatever the parts of that that aren't that fun... Um, on the other hand, I am fully convinced that I have received more love and support and care than like by far most people in similar situations uh, would ever hope to experience. And so I'm grateful for that. And as you can see, it kind of goes both ways. I'm hoping though you can see how there's an energy required. There's a capacity, an ability to at times, and, and a need to set aside my own issues, my own stuff, and to kind of dig deep into my heart and to listen to God, to then have something to share with you and to give you, and to hopefully challenge and encourage you in your growth. And yes, I, I, I get so much back in return. I mean, even with teaching and preaching. I always learn way more than anyone else does just by nature of the preparation that this requires. It's, it's how it works. This work has been profoundly rewarding to me over the years. It's part of what makes this decision so difficult. But all that to say in the past year or two especially, I've found that more often than not, and increasingly, I don't seem to have to give what is needed by someone in this role, and, and frankly, what you all deserve. And I don't anticipate that really changing. So all of that factors into where I am now, and I'm, I'm just trying to give you a glimpse of, of, of my life. Um, when you take all of that together, at least for me, um, not just any one single thing or factor. After a lot of prayer and conversations with some really wise people, I can't believe I have more wise people in my life than, than anybody. Um, our church elder board, my weekly therapist session, lots of great questions and input. I realize that I'm clearly being led to transition out of this role. I can assure you that I haven't made this decision quickly or lightly, but I firmly believe that the, that the next healthy step for me and for Commonway is down this path. Perhaps you're wondering what I'm going to do next. Like, if I'm being called away from being your pastor, what am I being called to? Instead, and that's a really fair question. So there are things I know and things I don't know at this point, and I'll just tell you. In terms of a job, like what I'm going to do for money, honestly, I have no idea. I don't. And I, I know to some that may seem reckless, 
or hasty or unwise. Typically, and I'll emphasize that word typically, people don't resign from a job until they have another job lined up. I realize that. And believe me, doing this without knowing what's next, and if you know me, uh, it cuts against the grain of how I have lived my entire life. I would also add, there's nothing about my situation that's very typical to begin with. I'll tell you what I am being called to and what I do know for sure. I know I am being called to focus on my kids in this season. Uh, they have three or four more years at home, and then parents, you know how this goes, uh, they'll be gone. And so I am choosing in this season to prioritize them as I stare down the barrel of a diagnosis. I got it, that I'm not sure I've fully grasped. I desperately don't want to look back on um, these next three or four years, assuming I'll have them and wish I wouldn't have given, wish I would have given the best of what I have to my kids, which means being more present at home than I've been able to especially like on the weekends when, when they're free. It means probably not having a 24-7 job, being able to do the things that I want to do with them while I can. And so I really hope you can understand that. In terms of a job or paying the bills, thank you. Thanks, Brian. In terms of paying the bills, yeah, I'm going to have to do that like everybody else. And so I'm, I'm trusting God to help me figure out my next steps and to open up doors in his timing. I know in my heart that God's not like done with me, that he'll still find ways for me to use my gifts to, to serve others. But I know that I need to do something career-wise that's less consuming in, in terms of time and mental and emotional and spiritual energy. And so at the risk of, of being redundant, uh, let me just say it this way. In sharing some of this with some of my closer circle, um, it seems a common reaction is for people to say, I understand, you know, knowing what's going on, I understand that you're doing this. I'm just surprised you're doing it this soon. And I get that. At some level, I didn't expect this either. <laughs> kind of buried in that, though, is like, Matt, why not wait till like further down the road when your health deteriorates more dramatically and you like can't? Um, because again, to most people, I, I look fine. So why not push through this, this difficult season? And the short answer to that is that pushing through is kind of like exactly what I've been doing for a while. And I recognize I'm nearing the end of my ability to keep doing that. Of course, at some level, the truth is, you know, internally, I'm not exactly fine. And so pursuing health, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, in this season is what this looks like 
And so again, more than anything, as I said, I'm making this transition at the end of the year, so sooner rather than later, for my kids, who are my number one calling right now. So all that being said, of course, you have all the permission in the world, not that you need it from me, uh, to feel whatever this news makes you feel. It'll probably hit each of us differently. I don't know, disappointment, anger, confusion, sadness, whatever you feel is okay. In fact, I can probably relate to a lot of the emotions in this room. I suspect that the dominant emotion that we'll experience or are or will with a little more time is grief, sadness. Yeah, yeah, this is sad. There's a sense of loss. I would suggest, I'm not a therapist, but I would suggest that even if you feel anger or disappointment or disillusionment, um, which again is fine, that probably underneath that is actually grief, which I've been walking through a lot of that myself these days lately. I've been thinking how um, I've, in a sense, I've had like the same job for basically 20 years. Technically two jobs. Uh, there were eight years on staff at Union Chapel, starting Commonway, which then morphed over the years into this, and I've been the lead pastor here now for the past 12 years. But with many of, the, many of you have been here for all of it. This blows my mind, but there are people in this room right now who I have been your pastor for 20 years. Some of us, when we started this, we didn't even have kids. And now we have kids in high school or even college, which that hardly seems possible. We've been through the highs and lows of life together. So many memories, so many milestones over the years. We have lived some life together, haven't we? And through it all, we've seen God use us to write Commonway's story to this point. And it's been a great story so far. And we have so much to celebrate. And now this defining moment. And so, yes, there is significant grief in this transition. I get that. Uh, this has been, in many ways, my baby, right? My life's work. And so the grief for me in this is profound. Perhaps we could add to that grief, that sadness, um, another emotion, and that's anytime there's uncertainty about the future, often there's fear involved. So fear is another emotion we may be feeling. What's going to happen? How will this change things? What's next? Of course, I feel that for Commonway. I feel enormous responsibility. I care deeply about this church. I love you. I love this church body. Um, this has been way more than just a job for me, at times to a fault. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm pretty in touch with my sense of responsibility, and, and probably that goes 
again, probably to a fault sometimes, seeing as how this is actually God's church and not mine. But with that, I just want, I want to share this fear that I desperately, desperately don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to let anybody down. I think I have an accurate sense, I think, of the role that I've played here over the years in terms of shaping the vision and the DNA of Common Way. So I don't think I'm like minimizing that, like, oh, I'm not that important, you know, not that big of a deal. No, it, it's a big deal. I also don't think I'm overinflating my role or significance here because, again, Common Way is way bigger than me. And so I hope you can understand why I'm doing this. If not now, eventually. So I share kind of the, the fears that perhaps are bubbling up for you about the future of Kamaway, and then I've got layered in there my own personal fears because as I said, I don't know what I'm doing, and that's scary. But I'll tell you what I feel most of all, and I understand if this isn't exactly relevant or relatable to you yet. I want you to know that I feel overwhelming peace for me, for you, for the future of Commonway. I feel peace that I'm making the right decision. Yeah, I have all these other emotions swirling around and it's a, it's a mix for sure. But mostly, I feel peace. Some could call it peace that passes understanding. And so I know with as much certainty as I can know anything, that this is what I need to do, we need to do. We are, we are all of us, by the way, on a faith journey. That's what life is about. For me, um, this is a step of faith. It, it's actually what faith looks like for me in this season. I actually don't think I'm stepping down as much as I'm, I'm moving forward into what God has for me next. And sometimes you have to take the next step without having the whole map. I have tons of unanswered questions, and I'm sure you do too. I genuinely believe this next step, A, yeah, I think it's God's best for me, that he's got me even though I don't know what it's going to look like, and I believe that wholeheartedly. But that's not just good news for Matt, because the way that I know and the way that I understand God, that also means it's God's best for common way, that he's got us even though we don't know what that's going to look like. And so again, this is going to be a faith journey for each one of us. Our job in life, in journeying well, it's really to engage the process well, faithfully. Outcome is like God's business. By the way, the only person in all of this that's not surprised by any of this is God. He's not surprised. And so our job is to be faithful to him in that process 
and to trust him for what's next. I know that was a lot to take in. Thank you for letting me share that. I, I wasn't even trying to say, quote, everything today. Um, this is not my final sermon. This is not goodbye. Um, we'll have more time. But at this time, I'd like to invite Amy Reed and Cam Andre, uh, who are going to come and share briefly um, on behalf of the board, and then I'll come back up and, and wrap us up. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate your sincerity, your love, and sharing so openly. Um, I really know it's been a heart-wrenching decision for you, and uh, one you haven't taken lightly, and I've had a lot of prayer and discernment in. And so I know we stand here today in support of you, how much we love you and care for you, and you're not letting us down. Um, I'm Amy Reed, and this is Cam Andre, and we both serve as elders on the elder board. Um, Matt's decision to step down at the end of the year really does mark a transformative moment for Common Way. Um, it's natural, like he said, to feel a mix of emotions. Um, his wonderful leadership over the last years since our inception in 2005 and then our journey as an independent church since August of 2011. I know I've had the privilege to know Matt most of that time. I'm one of those that didn't have children when we met, and now have a son in college. Um, so it has been a lot of life. Um, his teaching and leadership really has challenged me to take steps of faith um, that I might not otherwise. Uh, he's consistently shaped us to be a vibrant church, um, filled with so much grace, uh, generosity, um, deep relationships, and a love for our community. Um, and for many of you, like he said, he's been the guiding light in your Christian um, walk, and we're profoundly grateful for his commitment and repeated sacrifices for our church. Each of us is on a unique path, and it takes courage to follow God in that calling. We love Matt and support him as he takes this important step in his life. Matt, we do love you, and we support you. While this new season will hold some unknowns for our church, we believe God is, has plans beyond our imagination, and we eagerly look to what lies ahead, because remember, Common Way is God's church, not ours. He cares about all of us more than we know, and we can rest secure knowing that he's going to lead us into the future. Common Way is also blessed with a dedicated board of elders tasked with overseeing the church and providing guidance to our pastor. So as you can imagine, this transition has brought a lot of emotions for us as well. But we do believe that Jesus is the great shepherd and head of the church. And we are a family, and we're participating alongside what Jesus is doing here at Common Way and in the community. And we will continue to invite people to find hope in Jesus. So Matt's last sermon will be November 19th, um, but he will continue to serve in a full-time capacity until the end of the year going to actively um, help transition, seamless transition, to an interim pastor. And between now and then, um, we plan to celebrate Matt's remarkable leadership, and you will all have ways to show your love and appreciation for him, and we will share details of that as those are available. 
And then some of you may already be wondering uh, what does come next and what that interim period might look like and how we'll go about identifying a new uh, senior pastor. And so as Matt has been processing this decision um, with the board, we've been able to think through that and come up with some tangible next steps. Um, in the coming weeks, we will keep you updated for sure as we navigate this new chapter. Um, but today, we really want to focus on thanking and praying for Matt. And we definitely want to thank all the other staff team for their faithful serving, man, their commitment and their hard work. I know it's been a really difficult year. Um, so we appreciate all that you do and will continue to do in this transition. And so we do understand also for all of you, it's a lot to process and it will take some time to fully sink in. Um, and during that time, know that we are here as a church board and the staff. And so if you have any questions, please reach out to me um, or to, to any of us on the board. I think I probably, like Matt, have had a, a little bit more of a, well, I've just known what was coming for at least a few days. And so some of you haven't had that, obviously. But uh, as many emotions as we're um, feeling, I think one that I am overwhelmingly feeling as well is excitement, um, as strange as that may be. I'm excited for Matt and the time that he's going to have to spend with his family. Um, and what the next season's gonna look like for him. And I'm excited for us as a church because I know that God has us in this next season um, and that he has plans. He's already been preparing. Whoever the next pastor is going to be, um, he's known this for a long time, even though we haven't. So as we mark this moment as a church body, um, I just wanted to offer a blessing that's found in scripture. It comes from uh, the end of Numbers chapter 6. You've heard it before because Matt's shared, with, shared it with us um, multiple times. But I'll, I'll pray it as a blessing twice. First for Matt um, and then over us as a church. If you wouldn't mind, just stand and, and join me. Matt. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And Lord, we ask that you bless us common way and keep us. May your face shine on us, be gracious to us. Lord, turn your face toward us and give us peace. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated for another few minutes here. <clears throat> Thank you both. I know you all know this, but we are so blessed to have incredible, incredible leadership in our staff and in our board. Throughout this whole process, um, so far I have marveled at their strong, capable, steady, wise leadership. The way they earnestly seek and depend on God. 
Um, they've been such a reassuring presence in my life in all of this. And I know the spotlight is kind of on me in this moment. And again, I'm so grateful for your ongoing support and concern and love and your words of encouragement. But if I could remind you, and this is purely my idea, purely my initiative here, please keep the staff and the board kind of at that same level on your radar who maybe they aren't in the spotlight as much. Um, this is a, a lot of extra on them. And the staff, of course, in the day-to-day -day trenches and whatever you're feeling, they are feeling it probably more. And our board members who also have busy lives and families and like full-time jobs and they're, they're volunteering because they love and care about common way. And so getting just to this point has required lots of additional meetings and time and energy on their part. And that's probably going to continue for some time. And so I guess what I'm asking you, I'm kind of asking for a favor, which I know that's probably weird, but um, to take some of that focus on me, and it, it's great, you're all wonderful. And as, to the degree that we have limited energy and, and ability to do that, just to move intentionally some of that to the board and to the staff. I'm being very, very, very well cared for. And I've got tons of support. I'm just saying I know they need it too, and it would mean a lot. Lastly, we all know this, but let me just remind you, common way isn't Matt. Common way is not this building. It's what God has done in and through all of us together. And I know that's easy to say, but I really believe that. As we look back on how far God has brought us to this point, I mean, we have seen his repeated faithfulness to us again and again and again. He's never let us down. He's always provided for us. He's always guided us. He's always brought the right people at the right time. He's got us. He's with us even now as we move into the next chapter of the story he's writing through Commonway and through each one of our lives. We can bring our grief, our fears, our emotions to him. He can handle that. And remember, God isn't surprised by any of this. And so we put our trust, the weight and the bearing of our lives on him. I'd like to invite Cliff to come back up. Um, in just a few minutes, we're going to sing a song that we've sung here many times, but I think it's a really important thing to be reminded of in a moment like this. But before we do that, I'd like to lead us all in a liturgy, uh, a reading. And so I'll read the kind of first part. Let me say that again. I'll read the regular part, and then you read the part in bold. And if you would, just join me in saying your part out loud. This is called laying down and letting go. For everything, there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to accept and take hold, and a time to lay down and let go. This is you. When I am ready to lay down and let go, let me say, 
when I am unready to lay down and let go. Yet that is being asked of me. Let me say. Nothing I jealously guard is truly mine. Nothing I freely give up is ever lost. God, who is both Alpha and Omega, be with me in the laying down. Spirit of all my journeying, be with me in the moving on. The sacred three, grant me thankfulness as I rejoice in what has been well done. Forgiveness as I confess where I have fallen short. Serenity as I live with what remains incomplete or unresolved. Trust as I go to meet what lies ahead. Now and always, my constant companion, in the taking up and in the laying down, in the holding on and in the letting go. Through every season, my trusted friend, through all of life, my faithful guide. Would you stand as we sing?